0: Assalamu alaikum wa wabarakatuh Today we have uh, Brother Naveed from UK And I will uh, I will go ahead and ask him to introduce himself, who he is and what he does Assalamu alaikum Brother Naveed, how are you?
1: Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi I'm very well, thank you very much uh, I, Who am I? I'm a television producer I worked for the BBC for a good almost 10 years I've been working in independent television in the UK Mostly for mainstream projects and Alhamdulillah, I've been very lucky that from about 1999-2000 mm-hmm. um, I started to concentrate on covering Islam and I didn't do much news or reportage, I trained in the art of documentary making, uh, very high quality documentaries, very similar to what you would see on National Geographic or, uh, you know, or Discovery Channel, so I've done films on the Hajj, I've done films on Ramadan, I've done films in virtually every Muslim country in the world. Um, I've also done quite a lot of radio for BBC World Service, and now I'm running my own channel, alchemia.com which is an online um, channel. The Netflix of Islam is how it's been described, uh, and I run my own business.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, well, I mean, as I it, it just mentioned, we are here to discuss more about uh, alchemia, as we call the Netflix for Muslims. Can you tell us, mm-hmm. like, you know, w- why do you think we need a Netflix for Muslims?
1: It wasn't that we needed a Netflix for Muslims. It was okay. more the fact. Sure. It was. It was much more that I. In my life, I've always wanted to watch good quality films and documentaries about Islam. Um, When I started in television, you know, some people came, my father's friends, my father, and they said, this is haram, you shouldn't even be working in television, what are you doing? So it shows you how far we've come and how far behind we are. So we have a lot of media for Muslims which is actually just uh, kind of in a studio explaining, this is Islam, this is what you can do, this is what you can't do. But what's missing really from, from all of this is actually... Really beautifully made documentaries that allow us to experience what Islam is about, its history, its culture, its ideas. And for me, I've wanted to be able to present that in, um, uh, you know, in, under one channel. So in the past, satellite was the preferred option. And actually, if you start a new business now, this is an old idea. Satellite is going to be finishing within maybe 10 years. There will be no more television like this. Everything is moving online. So it made sense for us to be online. Um, it's only after we started that people started to call us the Netflix of Islam. We didn't think that we were that. <laughs> so see. it's great for us that actually people associate us like that.
0: I see. Well, I mean, I mean for me what's interesting is for example if you look at back, back into history as you said documentary like in the Prophet's time um, that The poetry was the uh, mainstream media, right? So there were people, there were many poems that would tell stories. And even if you look at like the Quran, I mean, it's just a beautiful poetry. So I, I guess what you guys are trying to do is look at the current situation where we are today as in Muslims, as Ummah, and you look at the main uh, medium to deliver the message. It could be the bad message, like other may guys may do, but we're trying to do a good message, and you are trying to probably do it by the. How to say it by the by the power of the media, by the television, by the by the by the documentaries you guys create. Isn't, isn't that the main reason you guys choose the, this medium instead of any A- other abs- medium?
1: Absolutely, because again you know, 10, 15, 20, even 20 years ago, people just thought television was haram. There's nothing we should. Nothing good is there. <laughs> exactly. Actually, you know, um, where is there not television? On your phone there are video images, on your laptop there are video images. So society has changed, and we, as Muslim community, we've been left behind. Um, and look at how badly we're suffering because of our inability to actually convey our narrative, our story, our history, our culture. Mm. And... Many, many times when you read about Islamophobia, you read about the causes of Islamophobia, and then you ask, they talk to people, many of them say, we do not even know who is uh, Prophet Muhammad. We've never heard of this man. We do not know what the Quran tells us. So whose fault is that? Um, you know, they didn't go for it, or we didn't actually make it available for them. And in this day and age, especially with people younger, they're not going to read books. You know, you can see that, and it's already starting... If they if they will only read the books, they have to read, but they are taking their information in all types of media. And recently I was talking to some scholars, and they talked about there was a wakaf uh, endowments for ilm, and ilm was considered to be books and madrasa.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He was saying to me, and this is a very respected scholar, he said, we should include in this now documentaries, because by watching these programs, you can educate people, you can change their minds. And uh, so... You know, alhamdulillah, we have many opportunities and we have to embrace this new technology. Um, you know, it's like saying photography was haram and people used to discuss this, but the same photography shows you a picture of the Kaaba. The same photography can actually show you actually the words of the, uh, you know, it's, people are reading the Quran, they are reading a photographed version of the Quran. It's not been written by hand, it's a digital version. So you can see where there is good in things and where there's bad, leave the bad.
0: Combust. Exactly, exactly. It's, I mean, technology is neither good or bad in its own. It's just about how we use them, right?
1: Alhamdulillah, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, just yeah, let me get back to this one. As you said, uh, you mentioned documentaries. Um, is its is it, how is the alchemy? I mean, what is the, the mixed alchemy? Thing? Is it, is it you guys gonna do? I know you guys like come from BBC, you have very high quality standard. Is it gonna be mainly documentaries or it's gonna be some other types of uh, shows on the channel?
1: I think we're concentrating on three different types of content. So, Documentaries is very big because we care a lot about that. and I think it's an easy, it's a very good way to do two things. You are educating people and you are entertaining them. Mm-hmm. And so that's what is called infotainment. You know, so you'll learn uh, quite a lot. And I'm a big fan. I watch History Channel. I watch Discovery. I watch you know, National Geographic. It teaches you many things as well as you enjoying yourself. So that's a big area for us. Increasingly, feature films, we're looking at feature films, you know, there are amazing films coming out of Iran, out of Turkey, even out of uh, UAE. They've spent, invested a lot of money into their film industry. And these films are actually giving very good moral stories, you know, about people's lives, about the difficulties they face, about challenges they face and about what is goodness. So the, we, we pick these very carefully. And then the third area that is very important is lifestyle. And increasingly for the younger generation and even for my own generation, you know, we have, we have spare time, we have spare money. Uh, And we want to enjoy ourselves. So I want to go on holiday. I want to not just spend all the time shopping in the shopping mall. I want to see uh, the history. I want to see the history of Islam in in the different countries. And so lifestyle content we concentrate on. If you are a tourist to uh, say somewhere like Abu Dhabi, what is the heritage and the culture of this place to Istanbul. What is the culture and heritage? Where can you go? Which things should you see? And it also within lifestyle comes the issue of fashion, comes the issue of art, culture. And uh, this is all very important that we are expressing this. Because this area is where the non-Muslims are the most interested in Islam. Um, you know, they want to go on holidays to these places. They are interested in the clothes we are wearing, even in the headscarf, even many things. So, uh, especially food as well. So, for us... This is the third of the areas that we're interested in putting
0: together. I see. I mean, that's very powerful, like, like the category, like the lifestyle. Because, I mean, and, you know, as as, as we as, as we know, as Muslims, we sometimes worry about the rules and regulations. We forgot to mention the lifestyle. I mean, it's about Islam, right? Islam is a lifestyle, the way of living life. Uh, not only about the rules, what's halal, what's halal, but it's about the, why we do what we do, right? I mean, how we do it, how we're different. And I, I, actually, I saw actually one of the... One of the things I—it was about uh, Granada. I mean, uh, Spain. For example, much of us don't even know how Spain was connected. It was it be a bigger part of the Ummah, uh, and it was actually um, developing, especially the I think the Cordoba area. A lot of things. So I, I learned a lot. I mean, already I just recently joined up, so it was very very useful. I think I think if you get more of this content, it will be very useful for me and for many Muslims all the world.
1: That film was one of ours. We made that ourselves. Okay. Uh, it's called The Muslim Traveler's Guide to Granada. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in Spain, So we want to do, you know, The Muslim Traveler's Guide to Istanbul The Muslim Traveler's Guide to New York because even if you are in a non Muslim country, I mean, if you come to London, I can show you some amazing things. I can show you a mosque that was built in 1890, you know, more than 100 years old. I can show you inside the British Museum, there's some beautiful Qurans. So when you come, it's not just simply you're coming here and going to do shopping and eat food, there's so much you can learn. And this is, this is a very big passion of mine at the BBC. I worked in the history department.
0: Mm, what has
1: really happened to us is, for maybe four or five hundred years, Islam was ruled by Western powers, um, this is the period of imperialism, and w- many of our histories has been hidden, it's been taken away, it's been, the books have been lost, the ideas have been lost, and what's interesting is that we're the first generation who are now recognising how get, important
0: Dig it out, dig, dig up the things, right? Absolutely, it's there,
1: it's underneath the surface, it's not far away, it's not a big job, but we can find out mathematics, science, culture, art how much Muslims contributed to this, to this civilization, And it's going to be very important for us to at least get the acknowledgement of this from everybody else because this, the most dangerous situation we're going into is people, non-Muslims, particularly the ones who are against Islam, they are saying there is no good in Islam. It never did anything good and this is a very very dangerous situation so it's our responsibility to actually we don't have to argue back we i don't believe in arguing back i just believe in showing what's good you know we can show you look at our heritage look at the architecture look at the design look at the food look at the culture look at the mathematics science we had this this is part of us we can still do this
0: Showing our own side of the story right
1: absolutely very important
0: um, you know, um, the, 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 just there's some. Um, I just want to ask a question from some of the listeners that we have. You know, for example, I have myself have three kids, and I sure I'm sure that many uh, parents will be listening with the kids. Um, and, and you know, as, as parents, our main concern is, um, you know, sometimes uh, our kids they watch TV, they watch the iPad. I mean, from your from your channel, um, what can we expect? Do do you guys have some? like special shows uh, for, for kids? Or if not, then are you planning some? Because it will be really interesting for me as a parent.
1: We hear this again and again. People write to us, send us emails, and we understood ourselves. I mean, I've also got twin boys who are four years old, so um, I feel myself the need for this. And I think we are now, the next stage, we're going to be investing quite heavily in producing content for children. And we've been studying the other channels, BBC, we've been looking at the best ones in the world, how do they make it, and how can we make our version, which is halal, which is Islamic? And I think it's really important that the for us, we decided as a business, this is what we want to offer our customers is high quality. We don't want to do things quickly and fast, and the quality is not very good because you can go out there and you can go to YouTube, you can find a lot of stuff that people have done. Mm. But if it, if the children don't watch it and they don't enjoy it, it's it's no good to them, you know. And our children, especially if you're living in Europe, uh, I mean, I live in London, they watch the non-Muslim stuff. Um, I don't let my children watch Disney. We keep that away from them. I don't agree with a lot of the the messages behind Disney. Hmm. But they watch some children's programs on BBC. Now, if I'm going to show them something that's about Islam and Muslims, they want the same quality. Exactly. And alhamdulillah, that's where we are very skilled, we're very experienced. We can do that very cheaply. So, we are planning this. We are planning everything from bedtime stories to, you know, my granddad was on Hajj. What is Hajj? What is Halal? What is Islam? Who was is Muhammad, Prophet Muhammad? Um, who is Allah? You know, all of this from the age of three to the age of um, uh, 10. So, this will be our first thing. Uh, if the children are under three, then please, brothers and sisters, my advice is do not show them anything. It's really bad for their upbringing is bad for their brain, it's bad for their personal development. You must not show children any screens before the age of two, two and a half, three.
0: That's you
1: very interesting. You know, go read the journals in Harvard, the scientific journals, it's very bad for their brains. You must control this. So we we will be responsibly saying, you know, from the age of three, they need to learn. And if you look at the traditional Islamic teaching method, they didn't believe that any children should learn until they were seven anyway. And this is So from seven it becomes very serious. From seven they have to learn Salah. From seven they have to learn Quran. They have to learn the rules. So this all has to be established. But between three and seven it has to be easy play, very soft, very relaxed, just getting them used to these ideas. And alhamdulillah in the Muslim world they are very lucky. They have many opportunities for this. But those of us who are in the non-Muslim world, if we're in Europe, if we're in the U.S., uh, we do struggle to find the quality content. The only thing is, we will be we will be creating most of it, the majority of it in English. And again, our channel is heavily focused towards um, Muslims who speak English as their major, as their first language, really.
0: I see. I see. I mean, just out of curiosity, for if, let's say if some, some, some people who want to cooperate with you, I mean, in terms of the content, is it something your alchemy will curate and accept some content from other producers, or you want to heavily produce your own content?
1: No, we're doing both. So in some cases where we can't find content, we are producing ourselves or we're giving a commission to certain people. So we pay producers to produce for us, but we control the process. We decide what the parameters are. And we have a lot of experience of production ourselves. But we are happy to um, partner with people. But I must warn you, the big issue is for us is quality. Exactly. If we like quality, you know, in Malaysia, alhamdulillah, we met many people who do animation, very good quality. So we are planning and discussing with them how we can get some of this animation. But also sometimes we change some of it because it's trying to create something which can, you know, if it's just, I mean, in Malaysia, there's a fantastic series, Oopin and Lupin, you know. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this, it's, a, it's no. a very successful series in this animation. But this can only be watched by people in Malaysia, because it's so much about the life in the Kampong. In ah, about the, the
0: context, you know. I see.
1: Yeah, yes. so you can't bring this to Europe, and nobody will understand what this is about. But the technical quality of the animation is very high. So we're, we're saying to everybody, think about this. There is possible scenario in the future, one Muslim product for globalized Islam. Mm. How can you make that? That every Muslim, you know, or Muslim in many countries, I mean, we have customers already in 31 countries. So, you know, what is it that unites us as Muslims and as a customer base? So we have to think from a business perspective. But at the moment, you know, predominantly it's English, the English language, people like that, and the type of Islam we're doing is, again, you know, it's, it's sort of, we avoid unnecessary discussion, Sunni, Shia, this, Sufi, we don't get involved in these things, it, this is just the basic understanding of Islam, we're staying at that level.
0: I see, I see. Yeah, it's, it's a, we have a similar strategy for our social network. I mean, the, the okay, just tell us a little bit more about, so the alchemia, what platforms are they available and where the users can get it and how they can utilize it?
1: Well, at the moment, it's live on the internet, so you can get it on any device that, can, that you can get the internet on, whether it's your mobile phone, your tablet. Um, it doesn't have to be Android or Apple. It can be anyone. You can just go through Chrome or Firefox. It's www.alchemy.com. And we're offering a seven-day free trial, so you can try uh, free of charge for seven days. After that, there is a subscription for one year, which is about $160, 100 pounds in the U.K., and for that, at the moment, there's 50 separate titles. Um, many of these have won awards. And we are preparing another, you know, probably we will be by the end of the year looking at about 150 titles in total. Um, we are a startup business. The project is in beta phase. It's a very basic thing. That doesn't mean it's going to stay like this. It will grow long term. We uh, have a vision of maybe five to 600 titles. Um, programs about art, you know, um, heritage, children's programs, lifestyle programs, feature films. And we will change these all the time. So it won't, you will not be, it's a library, but also we will see which ones are successful, we will keep those longer, which ones are not so successful, we change them. So it very much every time you come, you can see something new. And uh, inshallah, I think in the next, next few months, we're now um, aiming to attract bigger investment for the project. That money will allow us to increase the amount of content, we will then also start to prepare apps for Samsung Smart TV, apps for Amazon Fire, um, Apple TV, and I think Samsung Smart Hub. So we're looking at a few you know key apps that we're going to be doing, probably some iOS and Android apps as well. And the big thing is then we will also start to say, okay, you can just pay for one month if you want to come for one month. But if you go for one year, two years, you get discounts, you get quite big discounts.
0: Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, I mean, um, you know, we can talk about this media and all this uh, the, the influence on Islam forever. But you usually, is said, we try to keep this uh, podcast short. Is there just either anything I should have asked you? I didn't ask. Is there anything you want to share as a last note with, with our um, listeners at this point?
1: Well, I, I think I think for us, at the core of the project is our purpose, our mission. Our mission is to bring high-quality content to people that changes their lives, transforms the way they see Islam, transforms how they see it. And what's been really interesting since we started the project, more than 10% of the customers' uh, subscribers have been non-Muslims. And now, uh, every day, we're getting inquiries from uh, schools and universities who want to show this. You know, These are non-Muslim schools and universities who want to watch this content. So for us, the big ambition is that we make... High quality content, programs, documentaries, films that non-Muslims want to understand and they want to watch. Because this is the best kind of dawah we can do in this day. Yeah, and
0: age. exactly. Yeah.
1: So if we achieve this, we are very, very happy. In fact, we are looking at one scheme where we, we had somebody approach us for charity. They wanted to give us charity. We can't take charity because we are a commercial company. Mm-hmm. But what we decided, we're trying to work out a scheme where they will sponsor subscriptions those subscriptions we're giving free. We're giving them free to the synagogue, to the Jewish people. We're giving them free to the Christian people. Mm-hmm. We're giving them free to the Buddhist people. So we made met with these organisations and said, "Look, you know, you should. Would you like to have this for free? Because for them, they, they are learning. They will be learning about exactly. our religion. And for us, it's a it's a good good way of doing this dollar. Um, but for us, long term, it's important that this is not a charity. It has to run as a business because then it will survive longer." Because we've seen so many things started as charities and they just become very inefficient mm. and then you're just dependent always on, you know, um, people helping you out. And I think for us, we know we can run a good business and offer customers' value, offer our shareholders' value and, you know, make a profit for ourselves. And this is the model of the Prophet, Salawah, yeah. the model of his business model of al Small amount of investment goes a long way makes a big difference. And he, he gave the customers something they felt very happy. They paid a good price. They got, good, they got something they really liked. He made profit for his investor, said nah Khadija. He made money for her. And he made money for himself. So alhamdulillah, we already have this role model. That we should be examining his life, examining his business principles. How did he treat his customers? What did he give them? And this is a great thing for any Muslim entrepreneur, for people who are involved in this. We, we should be using this model more.
0: That sounds good. I, I really appreciate your time for being here and sharing your story. And as I said already, we believe in, in your cause, and we are here to support you as much as we can. And I think we need this. As I said, uh, media is uh, one of those channels we can make a uh, transform our perception about who we are, what we do. And I believe, uh, inshallah, al will be one of those main players in the future, especially for the Muslim market, even if for the, in, in the long run, for the non-Muslim market, like a knowledge source to learn about Islam in a positive w- in a positive way, inshallah. And having said that, I say assalamu alaikum. May Allah reward you. May Allah give you success to al and your team. And we want to see you in the big places very soon. Assalamu alaikum wa wabarakatuh. Wa alaikum
1: wa